welcome to the window to Dubai. I'm here with Sarah Al Madani. Did I say that correctly? Sarah, it's actually Sarah Al Madani, but I'll I'll go for Sarah. It's All fine. right. Yeah. <laughs> this is the American version. American version, yeah. <laughs> so I, there's so many different titles that we could call you: entrepreneur, uh, public speaker. You're a radio host. You've got so many different titles to call you. What would you want to be known as? Um, I'm just a normal girl. You can call me the entrepreneur, but um, I, whatever I do, I like to inspire people. Yeah. So I think they call them, uh, what do they call them? They There's a name, light, light walkers? Are light walkers? Light, wa- light walkers? Yes. They're yes. the people that, that, that believe that their purpose in life is just to support and help others. Yes. And that's how they grow. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually agree with that. That's why I think being a digital marketer like is in line with my purpose. Because mm-hmm. when I serve people, I just see money takes care of itself. It does, right? Yeah. That, I, you try to t- say this to a lot of people, but no one gets it. Yeah. yeah. For me, this is why being a digital marketer works. Because my whole life is helping other people grow their business. Great. And the better I do, the more money I make. And I don't even have to try. Exactly. That makes sense. So let's talk about, you've got a lot of different businesses that's going on. You're actually in the middle of launching a startup. Maybe you want to start there. Yeah. So we're actually in the middle of uh, launching a tech startup. Uh, It's a beauty e-commerce platform with a huge twist. Um, I think we're aiming for a soft launch either September or October. And then the full-on launch to be in December, beginning of December. Yeah. Yeah. And But you also have a lot of other businesses as well that you're kind of in the middle of you want to talk more about sure so i started my my first business was fashion designing and i've been doing it for almost uh, 16 years it's it's my love it, it was my bread and butter for a while but then um in 2016 i i just told myself i'm sure god didn't create me just to do that and yeah. i'm sure i have t- other talents and other potentials that i need to unlock and i can't unlock unless i go on this journey and and just take risks and you know, take just get rid of the fear of, yeah. of just trying things out. And um, so I opened a restaurant, um, invested in F&B, um, opened a tech company in L.A., and uh, a clinic in L.A., and um, a marketing agency. No, not a marketing, it's a creative agency in Los Angeles and, and Dubai as well. Awesome. And um, honestly, none of them I have background in or any experience, but I believe... You learn, you learn as you go and you hire a good team that will teach you how to do things. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of coming at it, I would say, almost from an investor. It sounds like you invest in people and then they kind of build your business. Of course. I, when, when team works, dream works. And a team can do everything without me, but I can't do anything without them. So this is what um, a lot of people lack, which is leadership. I mean, anybody can manage, but not everybody can be a leader. Yeah. And to me, number one is my team. No matter what happens, I need to make sure my team is right, my team is okay, and they're doing fine. Because the, the, the minute someone is in a happy state in life and satisfaction state, or they're satisfied with what they're doing, yeah. their efficiency, their productivity just rises so high immediately. And you see it in work. And that reflects back on your numbers, on your quality, and much more. Yeah. And you yeah. said you started in the fashion industry really young, right? Yeah. And you kind of had a rise and then you had some issues and it, you want to talk about just because I think every sure. entrepreneur or everyone out there, at least me looking at you from the outs- outside in, kind of just sees you as like really successful. You're killing it. You're yeah. well known. But obviously you've had your own ups and downs. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I always say that a lot of people look at me and they say, oh, she's lucky. She's successful. No, I'm not lucky. And if there is something called luck, tell me where to sign up for it. Because I've sweated and bled for what I I do. Yeah. I work hard and and you got to be ready to put 
20 to 24 hours of your time serving your purpose and your your basically your vision and mission in life yeah. and your business. Now, I did start when I was 15, my fashion label. In 2013, I went bankrupt. It was a bad partnership. Um, I went bankrupt completely. My, check bou- my checks bounced and I was I, I, honestly uh, at a stage in my life where I could have said, okay, that's it. Let me just go back to mom and dad or go back to the government and let someone solve my problems out. Yeah. But that was the breaking moment where I either do it or walk away, like break it or make it, you know? Yeah. And this is where I decided to take ownership of my mistake because it was my mistake I went bankrupt because I, I'm the one who hasn't issued proper documentations. I'm the one who wasn't paying attention to details. So I learned a lot because when you own, when you have ownership to your mistakes, instead of hanging them uh, hanging like, hanging them like a coat hanger yeah, on others, yeah. you learn, you start learning and your mind starts absor- absorbing a lot of things. So I stood up on my feet and rebuilt my empire all over again. I love that you call it an empire. Yeah, of course. Everyone has an empire. You should be. <laughs> like every- I have an empire. Yeah, of course. That, that's what I'm doing in life. We build yeah. our own empires. Yeah. And um, I know I believe that uh, you don't have to always fit in life. You create your own, you know. So this yeah. is my empire. And um, yeah, so that, that was a downfall. But I always tell people always that the only reason I am successful is because I failed and I'm proud I failed. And failure is just one step in the stairs to success. So you got to pass that step. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you either learn from it or you either not. It's up to you how you take failure. You either let it break you or make you. That's it. Yeah. There was one time I was training for like a fitness competition i'm not that fit anymore but you look very at one point at one point i was (laughs) yeah and uh one of the things that the trainer was telling me all the time is that you know but it's more about getting your muscles to grow and like getting in shape he would say to me is that on the other side of failure is where the growth happens it's where the magic happens right even though it's about bodybuilding i think it's the same about life like once you reach that point of failure and you actually keep going it's it's how you grow yeah so it sounds like you had that and you just kept going it's true. No, the thing is, um, I mean, in the end, what is failure? A missing ingredient. Pay attention, go back, pick it up, and start all over again. Now, I remember um, I used to, when I sat with my life coach, which is like a person who's like a life coach, a, a business coach, a, a leadership coach. Yeah. She used to tell me always, fear is an illusion, fear is an illusion. And it's easy to say that, but once she showed me a video... And that video resonated and changed my whole perception about failure. She showed me a video, and you can watch it on YouTube. It's an ant. Mm-hmm. There's an ant on the floor, and a man just drew with a black marker a circle around the ant, and the ant went crazy. The circle was small, and she was scared to touch these borders. Because it sees the line. Yeah. Because it sees the line, but it's an illusion in, in the ant's head. There's nothing there. And I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what fear is to us humans. Yeah. It's just an illusion in our mind and we are scared to cross that line that we created in our mind and we can just take it off right away and that's when I broke down all my walls and I stepped out of my comfort zone and I made it happen yeah do you feel like and I don't know I feel like for me recently being an entrepreneur they talk about in sports like the game slows down do you feel like you've reached that point where not that business is easier but it's slowed down for you to recognize what move should be made next or what is a good thing to do not to do because i feel like for me recently in the last year or two 
like the game is slowing down slightly for me and I can see the next thing that I should do. Do you feel like you've reached that or I, you're reaching into no, so many new areas that it's kind of like you're having to learn all over? Well, look, the thing is, they always say when you are a beginner in business, you are so attached to the business emotionally that once it fails, you feel broken. Once you have to let go, you feel uh, tired. Once you have to rebrand, you feel like you're going to suffocate. But then I realized with time and mature, when maturity starts happening in your life, you realize that there is no attachment to anything. And I am the product, I am the brain, I am the person behind it all. So I can make it and stop it and start it all over again whenever I want. And that's when you become a real entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is a person who can walk away and start all over again just like a bird building a nest, you know? Yeah. The minute it's off, she starts building one all over again. So basically, I feel that because of what's happening in the world and how we're exposed to knowledge right now and we see everything and all these new jobs that are coming up and new ideas, new technology, you feel like maybe this isn't what I should be doing and I should be looking at some something else, which is completely normal because yeah. that's when you start exploring. And that's when I, I honestly, I, I learned to believe my gut feeling. So if my gut feeling tells me to try something, I'll go for it right away. And it's always right. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like it's, it's the certain age uh, you go through that you start slowing down I feel it's a level of maturity where you realize that hey I can do more than one thing why don't I try this why don't I try that I yeah. I don't want to be doing this forever you know what I yeah. mean which isn't a bad thing at all to question what you're doing it's yeah. actually a reality check and I believe that whenever you feel down and you feel like oh and you start questioning yourself if you are passionate about what you're doing your passion is going to be the glue to it so you're going to pick yourself up and start and to pick it up and just rise and fix it all over again and just be passionate all over again. But if you are a, an entrepreneur who follows trends, the minute you're pa you, you feel like oh, it's dying yeah. off, you let it go immediately. Yeah, yeah. So passion is, is something necessary we should have in everything we do because it's, it's the glue to everything when it goes down. Yeah. And it yeah. seems like your passion has kind of carried over, not into just entrepreneurship, but you do public speaking and yeah. you've been selected with Sharjah City of Commerce. And yeah. You're kind of donating your time really to give advice for business for locally here, right? Well, when I was selected by His Highness to be a board member at the Chamber of Commerce of Sharjah, um, I went through so many courses of protocol, uh, uh, diplomacy, and so many things because they prepare you for that role because you meet with, with big people in so many different industries. You travel, you represent the country and, and your city. So with that, I found out that I have a huge passion for power, not in a negative way that I'm hungry for power, but to have power and to use it for, to the right, in the right way yeah. to fix and help and, and support people. And it felt so good because I can take decisions that can actually make someone's life better or make someone's business easier. So I felt so attached to that role. I have some advice for you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> for lovely, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, but, uh, but I'm serious. I'll send you some notes. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> but, but you know, like, because a lot of people abuse power. Yeah. But when you have power and you have a good heart and you have a clean mind and, and you have a you just you're just a light person in life who wants the best for everyone, because I believe when people grow, you grow. Yeah. When you have that mentality, when you are handed power in your hand, you realize you can do wonders, yeah. you know, and just fix things and, and just make things even better for everyone. Yeah.
Yeah. And then the public speaking, how did you go from, I mean, obviously you've got a great story to tell, so it's yeah. easy to transition into public speaking when you have a good authentic story. It's but true. But like, how did you decide? Did someone come to you or did you decide on your own? So once I was in the government and the chairman couldn't make it to give the speech and half of the board members weren't there at that event. It was only three of us and, and we were addressing uh, the American University yeah. And we had to speak very, very good English. And the chairman said, go and do it. And I was like, no, I can't do it. I'm dyslexic. He's yeah. like, you're, you're going to do it. Yeah. And I got up there, no papers, nothing, not even ready. And I just started talking and, and I had verbal diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, I was like how, how did all of this come out of my mouth? Yeah. I, like, I didn't even prepare for this. And then I realized I have had a gift and I had the voice to channel out a lot of things to inspire people. Yeah. And then I used my social media platform to do that. And then I became a professional public speaker that not only speaks about my story and my journey, but I can, uh, tr I, I represent the government in so many countries when I travel and I speak yeah. on the behalf of, of the chamber sometimes. So I realized that I'm gifted and being dyslexic is, is actually a gift because everyone told me in school, you can never be a public speaker. And whenever I used to go to assembly to do some talks, they go like, sit down, you're, yeah. you're weird. You can't even talk, can't even read properly, which kind of killed my self-esteem team but I was I'm a, I was ever since I was a kid I was always self-motivated I was a rebel yeah and I was like I can do this I can I can so I remember I just when I when I went on stage that day in the government I was like you know what I'm gonna be a public speaker and yeah. everyone when I finished my speech were like we were so moved we we're so motivated by what you said and I and I couldn't believe them until I heard myself recorded yeah. and I was like oh my god you know, I have something here. And if I can serve through my voice and, and help people become better or, or know or see more, why not? Knowledge yeah. is for free. We should just share it. And that's when the journey started. And I've started uh, in 2017, uh, January. Up to this date, I've done 189 speeches. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's a year, no, a year and a couple of months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All over the world, globally and locally. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. So you've, I mean, I just feel like you're living your best life. <laughs> I mean, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. But if you're satisfied, and, and that's the key to be happy. I mean, what is happiness, William? It's um, your expectation of life and then the reality of life. Your happiness lies in between. So yeah. it's not exactly what you expect it to be because that's impossible. And it's not the reality of how it is because you can improve it. So I believe happiness lies in within and between both. So if I can have some of both, I'm happy. Yeah. And I'm a very simple person that just appreciates everything. And just, you know, simple things in life make me happy. And uh, I, 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 I love what I do. Um, I'm a single mom. So I spend most of my time with my kid. Uh, I take my kid everywhere with me because this legacy, when I'm gone, it's left for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I want to make him love this because we do have this, we do have this um, um, reputation or stereotyping uh, in the Arab world that it takes a second generation to kill the first generation's empire. So we have that reputation. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I'm like, let me prepare my son, yeah. you know, for this, because in the future, I want to leave everything for him. Yeah. yeah. You don't take anything to the grave in the end. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that having him be involved with business early on is a great thing, you know, just being around it. Yeah, and to be social. Yeah. yeah. You seem to represent kind of a, a forward-thinking female in the Middle East. 
but you've maintained kind of the traditional side as well, and you're balancing that kind yeah. of the cusp in you, you know, exactly. the Aquarius, Capricorn, Capricorn you know, cusp, the yeah. traditionalist yeah. versus the futurist. And I just wonder, like, is it something you're consciously doing, or is it just something that just kind of came natural? No, it's it, it is natural somehow, but I am consciously doing it as well because yeah. in the end, our our traditions are basically traditions in general are man-made. So it's a choice whether to carry it all, every kind of tradition you have in, in, in your country. You can actually pick whatever you like and just live with it. Yeah. And the rest, you can just respect it. So I believe in balance. So I'm an open-minded person. I, I love, uh, I'm modern. I, I love forward thinking and being open-minded. But at the same time, I love my tradition and, and, and my, my country and what we stand for. But when it comes to being traditional, I picked whatever fits me and I applied it to myself. Yeah. Whatever I felt like I don't fit, I respect it and I carry it on my shoulder like a backpack wherever I go. But that doesn't mean I have to practice it. And, and that's what I love about the UAE. I mean, our leaders are very flexible. And, and when it comes to traditions, they urge us to stick to them and to love them. Because I, I believe that a country without, a, without a heritage and tradition is just like, you know, it's... It's like America. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I love America. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I didn't say it. He did. I, I, I was trying to be like, you know, polite about it. No, but the thing is like history and heritage is beautiful, you know? Yeah. And our, our leaders are telling us to, to take care of it and to keep it alive through us and our children in generations to come. And we are doing that. So yeah. you'd see you'd see families who own like the latest cars, but yet have camels. It's yeah. it's like moving in life really fast and in, in a very modern way, but having your your whole heritage and your, your whole history like a backpack yeah. when you're back and you're just walking around with it. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't let it go. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like one of the things here, this is my own kind of coming into the, the area and kind of seeing it is like, I think that there is a more connection because the country is kind of newer. So the people yeah. that, the, the men that actually started, the men and women that kind of started it in the beginning, they're more within reach. Yeah. Where a lot of countries, the history is so old that you cannot relate or you don't even know who they are. They're just a picture and a story. But these people are alive and like actively still doing things. Exactly. So there's more of that personal connection. Exactly. And it seems like local people feel the necessity, kind of the need to make it work and to push it, you know, yeah. like they feel more personally connected to it. No, it's true. You're, you're fairly right. It's we're young. We're only like almost 40, 48, 47 years old, you know, yeah. and to have accomplished all of this in such a short time and to actually, I mean, if, if I want to ask anything about our history, there's a lot of people who are still alive to ask, right? Yeah. So that's the beauty of it as well. So it's still young. It's still fairly, um, fairly vibrant when it comes to, to that aspect. But what we're worried about is going into the future and then forgetting about all of this and that's why our country and our leaders always remind us don't be modern do whatever you want and the country supports us 100 percent. but don't forget your heritage and don't forget your culture because that's your origin that's yeah. your roots basically yeah. Yeah. you know for me coming into the region and just being from the outside and i view kind of the local environment as diversity because I'm not yeah. from it so for me it adds to the diversity and I don't know if you guys see it because you're probably used to that cultural side but yeah. for me it's unique yeah as an American to come no, of in course I get it, you, you know? No, I get you yeah, yeah 100% and yeah. to see people attached to it it might be unique to you as well right yeah yeah well yeah. no you know what I find is all the people that I've met is there is but then they'll show up in you know Yeezys and Nike hats and I'm like hey 
Yeah. That's different. I wasn't expecting that today, you know? Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we're going to go have coffee. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, you see, you see, uh, even like, even when I go to work, I always wear the abaya with sneakers. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm sure you saw Omar Busaidi. Yeah. He also wears it with like Converse, you know yeah. what I mean? So, it's there's nothing wrong with with mixing bridges between between what's yeah. out there, what's trending, and and your cultural uh, your cultural wear. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful mix. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a balanced mix. I think that like Dubai and UAE was kind of an underdog at one point from everything yeah. that I've learned, and even you know I travel a lot, so I always listen to the Emirates like talks about yeah. stuff on the plane, and it talks about how like 50 years ago it was the underdog. It wasn't expected to make it and become seven Emirates or, or I'm sorry if I'm not even on the right yeah. now, but the, the, kind of unite and become one country. It was kind of considered an underdog, and then now it's kind of the leader in the yeah. region, and everybody wants to be like that and figure out how do we balance the culture and let the world in and maintain who we are but still be progressive. Yeah. But the UAE has kind of shown that it can be done and mm. it's doing it there, and it, everybody wants to do it now. But it do, like. do you actually know that the the revolutionary change of the UAE is actually being taught in universities all over the really? world? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is actually a course yeah. because the what, what the success that has been uh, done in such a short time is is huge. It's revolutionary. Everyone wants to yeah. know and there are books to teach you about it and all that. Everything has been documented. Oh, and wow. the UAE was an underdog uh, for, for some time. But look at the vision of our leaders yeah we 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 are who we are right now because of their vision and because they, they believe in 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 being visionary and they believe in leadership and they believe in us and i mean you can see everything they've done for the country and for us we, we see it in everywhere we go you know yeah. in the infrastructure in in the system and everything like that we see everything is is Yes, sometimes getting harder, but yet getting easier at the same time. Yeah. It is a fairly young country. It, we are still learning a lot. But uh, with our leaders, we are 100% sure we're not going to go somewhere wrong. Yeah. 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 So I think this is a great episode. Maybe you want to shout out your handles, where people can find you, where they sure. can follow you. Well, I am, funny enough, my most strongest platform is LinkedIn. So I'm Sarah Madini on Actually, LinkedIn. that's where I saw yeah. you first to tell yeah. you this LinkedIn. I was like, she's yeah. killing it. She yeah, <laughs> so link, LinkedIn is, is my main one. But you can also find me on Instagram where I'm where I'm very active because I have less followers on Instagram than LinkedIn. And um, it's Sarah underscore Madani underscore. And I'm on Facebook and everywhere else. But I mean, LinkedIn and Instagram is more than enough. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think it's a great episode. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank on. you. It's an it's, honor. Thank, thank you. you.